Salam everyone, welcome to the Abuan Chronicles podcast, a podcast hosted by five black Muslim women. Ikran, Istahil, Sahra, Umul Khair, and your girl Hafsa living her best life out in self-imposed exile in London, UK. Join us every month as we talk about our personal experiences, pop culture, identity, politics, and more. Assalamu alaikum everybody. Welcome to another Abwan Chronicles podcast episode. To, I'm your ho- regular, shmegular, regular host, Hafsa. And with me are Ikran and Istahil. Today we have a bit of a special episode. We have some guests on from the Unleash Potential podcast all the way from Perth, Australia. A little bit about the Unleash Potential podcast. It's a podcast run by a group of young Muslims on a mission to inspire others to be great one episode at a time. They don't claim they're experts, but they're giving lessons rather um, including the general public in conversations and this journey they call life. Today with us we have Abdullahi Haji, Somalia-born, raised in Perth, Australia, a travel addict, um, over 14 countries, man, under his belt, um, history lover and an entrepreneur at birth. We also have Omar Hassan, um, Ethiopian, born in Sudan, raised in New Zealand, um, working in the tech industry, he's a husband, father, and someone genuinely inst- interested. Sorry, in helping the ummah succeed. Assalamualaikum, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Wa alaikum assalam. Wa alaikum assalam. Jazakallah for having us on board. No problem at all. So we did do a little bit of an intro about you guys, but why don't you guys tell us a little bit more about what you do and why you do it? Omar, I'll let you take the lead, man. <laughs> Um, so yeah, besides the podcast, um, as I said, I work in the tech industry. I've been working in it for about five, six years. And I sort of started as soon as I graduated and was working in New Zealand for a bit. Then I decided to have a little change in location. So I moved up to Sydney, Australia, worked there for a couple more years and then relocated with the same company, of course, and now working out of Perth, Australia. And I think it's probably the best side of the country to live in. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> um, is, is there a lot of easy and free travel between New Zealand and Australia? Or is it still you have to like apply for a job, get sponsored? I'm just asking about logistics uh, here. Uh, yeah, so... Um, New Zealanders are kind of considered a, a uh, not so much a citizen, more like a permanent resident. Um, so they, they don't get the 100% oh, okay. access that citizens get. Um, but you do get majority of it. Like you won't get interest-free loans. The next best and, thing. Yeah, so it's kind of like the next, next best thing. Yes, you're right. Um, you are able to live here permanently. You are able here to, to work here um, as a resident and, and so on. And yes, it is free entry. You don't need to apply for a visa or anything, you sort of granted it um, upon entry. Mm. Um, we favor Australians a lot more. We, By we, I mean the New Zealanders. So if Australians come down to New Zealand, it's it's a higher chance of them getting the New Zealand citizen as opposed to New Zealanders going to Australia um, and getting the Australian citizen. It's a lot stricter. Oh, yeah, wow. Only because they, they offer the, you know, the uh, pretty much majority of the, um, the, the, the yeah, the benefits that are available. So it kind of makes sense that, mm-hmm. you know, well, they'll question why you actually need the citizenship and and so on. So, yeah, we tend to make it easier for them, but they make it harder for us. So Then why move? Uh, the opportunities that are available here in Australia are a lot better. Even in Perth? I heard that mm. Perth is like very secluded though and very quiet. Uh, here, here we go again. <laughs> I had cousins in Perth who were so excited when Starbucks opened. So, <laughs> but you know, some some people enjoy that. That they like that. You know, that slow lifestyle, that laid back. Because, as I said, I used to live yeah. in Sydney, and you know, there was benefits to living in Sydney. Uh, you have things that are open twenty four seven. You have um, massaged everywhere within you know uh, one meter radius, basically. Um, so, like, you had all of these benefits but at the same time you were like in the middle of a huge population and sometimes it's very hard to just find that little space to yourself and everything was just so go 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 and it was so fast-paced that sometimes I'll blink and it'll be the end of the year and not know what the hell happened you know the the previous year so you you kind of missed the other aspect of life and that's the enjoyment part of it. So when I moved over to Perth, you got the work side of it, but at the same time you, you were able to enjoy life because it wasn't too fast paced. It was a bit slow. Um, the culture here sort of contributes to that, you know, and allows you to, to enjoy life and work at the same time. 
Wow, you're really you're oh, really wow. giving advertising it hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not a citizen, so uh, it's an unbiased opinion. Oh my god! Every other day they're sending us um, emails here. So so I work in the UK right now, and every other day we're getting emails about come work in mainly New Zealand, and we get a couple of um, Australia. So like you have people trying to recruit all the time. And gosh, like, there, it's just a lot of, oh, you're going to live your best life, you know, small town vibes, so quality of life, blah, 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 which I could tell would be very, you know, attractive to people that are from here, considering. But yeah, no, um, I never would have thought of Perth before, especially considering I was supposed to actually go on a trip to, this is pre-corona, um, to Melbourne and Sydney. Mm. Um, that all got canceled. I was supposed to go next week and that all got canceled just now. But um, I n- it never even occurred to me to even think about going to Perth, to be honest. But the small town vibes does look nice. That's and, the, and, that's, and that's the way we like it. Perth is our little hidden jewel. We don't want too many people coming and <laughs> seeing this place. Crying. You know, it's like, it's, it's, if Melbourne and Sydney is for you, go to Melbourne and Sydney, leave Perth. We are happy with it just the way it is. Oh my God. <laughs> right, I'm really getting rapping vibes. I think it just depends what you're into, really. Like if you're into that slow pace, lifestyle then yeah for living it might be worthwhile to come down to Perth and maybe just see how it's like to you know um, raise a family or anything like that but I mean if you're still single if you're looking to travel if you're looking to just you know come as a tourist then I would highly recommend Sydney and Melbourne um, they've got no but even then Omar even even then we we offer so much out here but the thing is the thing is that when I when I speak to people especially that are hardcore Melbourne Sydney advocates I just ask them what can you do there that you can't do here? And everybody gets stumped every time. It's like... But, but you can say that for anywhere. Like, like, you can lit- like you can literally say to anyone anywhere in the world, what can you do where you are that you can't mm. do here? And the list will be like, it's difficult to explain in the moment. You know what I mean? I mean, if you really think about it, what, what do people want? Like they're talking about going out, food, um, events that are happening, concerts, shows, that kind of thing. Yeah. They want accessibility to those things. If you're somebody who all you do is, you know, you go to restaurants, you come back home, you catch a movie or two. Yeah, you're right. You could do that anywhere. It, really, it depends on it depends on what type of mm. um, lifestyle you live at the end of the day. Yeah, not fair enough. Yeah. Fair and maybe, maybe just the vibe that you get from the place. Because I, I think when you go to Melbourne, you get a different vibe compared to when you go to Sydney. You know, I, I just feel like people are more like into that cultural lifestyle when, when you go to Melbourne. Um, whereas Sydney, they're more into that, I don't know, just embracing the whole work, career, um, and that flashy lifestyle kind of thing. You guys have that in Australia, like the flashiness? All I picture is beaches. I'm not going to be lying. And blonde people. That's all I picture. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The I'm beaches are everywhere. <laughs> Especially here in Perth. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can drive. I think the maximum you'll drive is probably... 30 minutes and that's you living out of the way um, and you'll get to a beach near you but most people are just within 10-15 minutes drive and they're at a beach so like do you guys like go to the outback and stuff like regularly or is that not a thing when you say outback do you mean like inland desert or because the outback what is pretty outback mean no nah, see that now nah, you've got the outback and then you've got the like the how should i say the closer ish outback was like all right if you want to go for a low camp or whatnot but then the outback voila i don't think i've ever been to the outback outback properly like nah there's no need it's desert what are you gonna go see let's say hi to the scorpions i don't know the kangaroos the scorpions but i guess those come to your towns and villages you you do find you do find the odd the odd person where there's this guy i used to work with and Whenever he gets any time off from work, whether it be, you know, a week, five days, he never used to travel international. 40-something years old, never been international, but um, he's got the map of Australia. He'll close his eyes and just put his finger down somewhere. And wherever that place is, like down to the coordinates, he'll, he'll go. Like in the middle of nowhere. This guy's got his own cool. RV, you know, four-wheel drive, pulling it, all his gear, everything. Whether he's got people to go with him or not, this guy will just go. Like to the point where this guy has an antidote belt. So like oh if he gets bitten by a gosh. snake or whatnot, like he'll he he's he's not in need of you know emergency services. <laughs> Steve Irwin, yeah. And, 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 yeah, and I and I and I just looked at him and I said I said, yo, that's that's pretty cool. But like 
Why? You know, it would have been, yeah, why? <laughs> like, I understand some places, you know, some places you're like, okay, let me go check this waterfall. Let me go check this, you know, this landmark, whatnot. Um, or even, you know, go for a cross-country road trip one time. But then, like, for 40 years, he's been working, what, 20-something of those years? And whenever he's got time, that's what he does. And you look at the, he, he's got a photo of the map, like, where he pins everywhere that he's been. And, yeah, it's just, it's random. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it'll land on a main city, you know, Melbourne, um, Canberra, Adelaide. But then 90% of the time, because Australia is big and the cities are like, you know, all around the coast. He's always hitting the middle of nowhere. And this guy loves it. Oh, wow. I mean, I guess that's that's actually really smart because you have people in that live in their own home countries. Yeah. They don't go anywhere, but they don't explore where they're from. Yeah. Like... I mean, here in London, like a good number of Londoners have never left London. Forget about leave the country. They've just never left London, which is wild to me and makes me itch. But I mean, if uh, if you're going to explore and you explore your, your own country, uh, that's good enough to me as exploring elsewhere. So that's kind of cool. I, to a certain extent, though. There's only so much you could exactly. see. Exactly. You're not going to try and cover every inch of land in the country. But again, it's it's also different to those people that don't leave and I, I, just, mm. I just don't understand it I just don't understand it 2017 I was working with this um, white lady she's 45 years old um, and we were sitting at the time um, and she was flying to Melbourne and it was her first time on a plane she was she was so excited I, 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 I can't even describe the level of excitement like it's like a little kid when you tell him I'm taking it to Adventure World or a theme park for the first time like she didn't know what to expect she did not know what to expect. And then she went and bought oh, the whole, yeah. it's a one hour plane ride, but she bought the whole neck pillow. Oh, you know, she's like, God. oh, I need this. I need that. All the that. souvenirs. Yeah, everything, <laughs> everything. Yeah, everything, everything, everything. She's like her, her carry-on luggage is like the one oh, that has like the million and one compartments. Everything is packed nice and neatly. And I'm just like, you're going mm. for like a 45 a, to a an hour. Flight. Yeah, a 45 minute, 45 minute, depending on the tailwind. Um, flight and it's, it's ajeeb no it's a, it's a different feeling it's a different feeling because I, I remember the first time that I flew out after arriving in New Zealand uh, back in 1995 the first time I flew out um, was in 2012 and that's a really long time and you all sorts of emotions go through your mind and all sorts of ideas and, and expectations you, you just think you know like and you just you're so excited for it that you can't contain um, those ideas or emotions and so I understand I understand 100% that feeling um, but I, I absolutely don't well you've been lucky I guess it's like you've how long ago was your first travel and what age you first travel at I think that's a big contributor yeah. to it yeah yeah. I can't even remember my first because like um, my first ever passport it's a baby picture so I was like maybe two oh, okay. or not even or like 18 months when I first, I don't even know where I went, well, I, to be honest, but I just know my first passport, that's me. <laughs> so I must have gone somewhere because my parents automatically, all of us, like we, we all had our passports from a relatively young time. I don't remember my first flights. The When was the first flight I could remember? Probably the one to Dubai, right? I just have remember. Or the one to Edmonton? No, no. No, whoa, I traveled way before that. No, um, maybe when I was like six or seven, we moved to the Middle East for like a year. And I remember like me, my mom, my dad, my younger siblings, um, they were like babies. They put us in like the front family row, that kind of thing. And I was like seven, my sister was like five, and like the other one was three, and the other one was like non existent. <laughs> so, um, no, nah, we've always been um, the traveling type. I've, I can't even imagine. Um, staying in one place and like experiencing that for the first time it's it's very restricting in my in my mind anyways sorry but yeah um actually before we move on i just realized that abdullah you didn't get a chance to quickly like introduce yourself um i know Hamad did and then we we, we segued into a million things <laughs> i think i think well like you covered it all perth has been home to me since i was three years old Except for two years that I lived in Sweden, a year in Kenya, and three years in Sydney. And that was all due to different circumstances. The last one, Sydney being just, um, I think I finally hit a point where I said Perth is, like the whole anti-Perth talk got to me. And I was like, okay, let me go suss out what's, what's, what's good everywhere else. That's where I met Omar Hassan um, in Sydney. 
back in 2014 and it's been a good ride since work alhamdulillah right now I work in the travel uh, transport and logistics um sector but as i said i've always been an entrepreneur at heart always trying to get to that state where i am self-employed so inshallah working on that on the side alhamdulillah married uh for a year and three months yeah well just pretty pretty easy going love traveling as i said um and and, and my first travel to sweden is what kicked kick, kick started off as soon as i got back all i could think of is when am i flying out again because uh, when i first went to sweden um it was for a three-month trip but what i did was while i was in sweden i went through denmark germany belgium all the way to england flew back went to finland through uh with the overnight cruise and then came back to perth and i said no nah, i gotta go i gotta bounce and then and then came um qatar dubai um malaysia all these other places came through afterwards and still still going so every time i come to sweden because i got family in sweden every time i come to sweden i always try to make sure that i at least add another another country or two um that i haven't been to along with that trip because no use just coming down all the way to sweden for a week or two weeks and then flying back um especially with the travel time being yeah you know, it must be 20- hard to travel from all the way from australia Wallah, for me, it's, it's, it's a breeze. For those of me that know, probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I fly from here, from here to Dubai or Qatar, which is our normal transit spots, depending on what flight you are. It's about a 12, 12, between 13 and 11 hours flight. That's terrible. Um, and 10 out of, and, and 10 hours horrific. out of that, how you sleeping? 11 hours of that, completely. Uh, so literally, how? literally before, literally before takeoff, before takeoff, I think I think since two thousand and eight, I haven't um, sat through. You know how they go through the safety protocols with the belt and everything. Yeah, I have not uh-huh. seen. I have not. I have out. not. Yeah, I have not seen one of those. So what I do is I always purchase the Q jump um, um, add on with my ticket. So I like I'm one of the first few that get caught up once 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 they get through the disabled families and kids, mm-hmm. then they go for the Q jump. Um, so I get in. By the time everybody else is, you know, getting comfortable, I'm already halfway through um, on the journey to sleep. And as the favorite part is when the plane is on the runway um, and, and you get that that whole shake and vibration. That's your lullaby. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's me that. getting rocked to sleep. And as, as, as we lift off, you know, you, you know how you feel light. Yeah, and you, your, your stomach drops a little bit. Yeah. Wow. I love that feeling. So I, I'm not the only one. I just I just want to clarify right now. So I'm not the only one who gets a thrill out of that initial no, turbulence? No, it's the best part of the flight. I love it. That, that part there, I love it. the higher we go, the deeper we sink into the seat, the deeper I'm sinking into my sleep <laughs> and I'm gone. Wow. You know, oh. alhamdulillah, because that is a blessing. Like I will stay up the entire day before that to try to fall asleep, and it's just the most uncomfortable. Twelve hours feels like nah. twenty-four hours, and I keep waking up thinking I've slept for six hours, and it's been thirty minutes. L- let me tell you what happened on one, well, one of the flights. Um, from here to from here to Doha is about a twelve-hour flight. Um, I fall asleep before takeoff as usual, um, and then two hours into the flight, they're serving. Um, it was dinner at the time, um, so they're serving dinner. Um, the lady wakes me up and Umar Hassan will tell you how I look when I wake up very very aggro <laughs> very eyes red you don't want to you don't want to be in my vicinity if I if I wake up interrupted from my sleep so I, t- I just told the lady in the politest politest way that I can that I could I don't want your food and don't wake me up again um, so then I go back to sleep and God knows how long. Like I, I later find out that it was it was ten hours later, but it seemed like she interrupted me an hour later. She's like, "Um, sir, um, wake up!" And I just I went off this time because I recognized it was the same lady. I said, "I told you not to wake me up." Um, obviously in a bit more aggressive manner. And she's like, "Oh, sorry, sir, we're landing." And it was ten hours later, and I said, "Oh, okay, no worries." I said, <laughs> "How does that even was, happen?" Yeah, it's, uh, How do you sleep so comfortably for ten hours in a plane? I'll sleep. I'll sleep ten hours sitting on a couch or a or a That's chair, sitting upright. Pro- it doesn't. Yeah. 
It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. Like all the Australians I've met are like professional travelers. You guys are like professional yeah. travelers. I was gonna say you're, really you're born a traveler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Allah. So since since then since then since then I've just been traveling. Any any chance I get, I remember when I was 18, I quit a job because one of my mates um, said he'll he'll pay for the tickets if I come down. And I said yes, thinking it was just, you know, one of those things where you just say yes to. It came back to me two nights later saying, we're leaving in two days. I said, yo, I didn't fix anything with work. But khair, inshallah. I go to my boss and I tell him, I need some time off. He says, you don't have enough time. I said, can I go, can I become a casual employee? He said, we've got too many casuals. Can I take unpaid leave? We've got too many unpaid leave uh, for this month. I said, okay, then I quit. He's like, huh? I said, I quit right here, right now. Energy. And I walked out. I love it. Best 17, <laughs> best 17 nights of my life. I don't regret it one, one single bit. Um, but that's the person I used to be. Um, that would quit <laughs> jobs. Alhamdulillah, now I'm a bit more responsible and reasonable. You know, um, I got a family. I can't just walk out of my marriage and be like, I'm catching a flight. But still, I get the urge. Well, I remember when I was living in Sydney with Umar, like Umar Hassan was living there. Um, and I had a housemate and I would go to work Friday morning and something would just click in my head. Yo, I'm not sleeping in Sydney tonight. I don't care where it is. I am not sleeping in Sydney tonight. Now, an average, an average ticket from Sydney to Melbourne, if you catch it in good time, is about 450 Australian dollars. I remember. That is fever. I remember. That's I remember. Crazy. I would. I remember. I would pay a thousand bucks just to go to Perth for the weekend. Is you okay? And be back by Monday. Are you okay? It was, that's what it no, was. It was not just the bowling bit. It was. It was just it like is. no. It's, it's. It's. It's not that all. I was just like sometimes. Like once I go on that. Like I've learned now. I didn't know then. Once I go on that travel website, that's I would it. not get off it without without a ticket being booked at some point. It's oh, it's God. crazy. Well, uh, my cousin's from Australia is like that too. But Melbourne though, at least tell me you went to New Zealand or I don't know, was that island called Tasmania? The one from where the Tasmanian Devil's from? <laughs> at least somewhere like that. Not Melbourne, like another city just like Sydney. A thousand oh my god for Melbourne. That's wild. Yeah, no, nah, it was it was it was crazy. I I remember I remember this one time um before when I first moved to Sydney, before I got a job and everything, I wanted to go to Melbourne and and I couldn't afford the ticket, so I I, I drove. I drove for eight hours. Um, You're special <laughs> with my cousin to go to Melbourne for a week. It was it was it was fun times. It was fun times. Alhamdulillah. All this, and you still think Perth is home for you? Like Perth, you're you're, you're, you're settling in Perth after all that? Yes, and 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 we'll discuss we'll discuss that in the in the episode later on. Why? Okay, so using that as a segue. <laughs> Um, what do you guys, so what do you think about what home is for you, right? So right now, um, we live in different cities. You guys are in Perth, Estahil, you're in, um, Edmonton, Ekron, you're in Toronto, I'm here in London. What would you guys define as home for you? What factors lead into that? Um, for me, uh, honestly, not one place I've lived in felt like home, I'm not gonna lie. So it's mostly whoever's there, like, because, you know, we, I was born in Canada, moved to the Middle East and came back here to a different city. And like, regardless of where I was staying, it just depended on the people that were there. None of the places I stayed. I'm not going to lie, I was homesick for Canada. I've never been homesick for the Middle East. But even then, you never completely fit in here. And I never completely felt like, oh, this is the place I'm going to spend the rest of my life. You know, I still got haven't reached that point yet. So that's how it is for me. For me, I think similar to what has said, I feel like... I wanted to move back just because I feel like I wanted to come back to Toronto. But then after coming here, because uh, we talked about it in our last episode, because I moved here by myself, I felt like I was homesick for the UAE. But I find that it's not really the UAE that I'm homesick for. It's because, like, my family was there and, um, and my mom was there and, like, my home that I grew up in. But easily, if my mom moved here, then I don't think I would have had that. I would have that attachment or that homesickness feeling. And I feel like I don't have that here either. Like I could easily move anywhere if like for work or for school, I could potentially move anywhere. So I don't feel like I'm really rooted in anywhere except that I would like to be where my family is. See, I, I, I look at it differently to you guys. Like I, I, I understand, um, I understand family is important, especially like your parents and whatnot. But while I having, having moved out of, having moved out of home when I was 18 and living, you know, by myself or with mates, like I think, I think that strong sense of family bond or tie that a lot of I see it in a lot of people. Um, 
I, 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 I don't have. Not that I don't want to, but it's just, it's just not there. Um, like if my parents call me up today, I, I will be there. I'll move heaven and earth to help them out. I, I, I understand that bit. But to, to have that as a base for where I live, I think it's not very strong. I think for me, it's more like, firstly, I, I, I grew up in Perth. Um, I grew up in Perth. All my memories with all my friends, with, 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 with all my mischief, with, with the goods, the bads, everything is here. Um, not only that, but like the environment, I feel so comfortable, um, in Perth. I know the ins and outs. I know, I know, I know, I know how to survive in Perth. I moved to Sydney, um, and Sydney, I met some hectic people there, um, people that I think will, will be in my life forever, but it's not home. I don't feel safe. I don't feel like I would be able to survive in Sydney the way I, I would here. Like, here, it doesn't, like, in Sydney, I had a good job, alhamdulillah, but there was always that sense of, yo, like, if, if the going gets tough, you gotta get going, sort of thing. Mm. Whereas Perth is like, where else am I gonna go? Like, sink or swim, I'm gonna be here, you know? Oh, there's so like I an think, attachment I think, there. Yes, attachment to the place, yeah. as well as the people, like, yes, all my friends, all my high school mates, after high school, um, you know, adult life friends, um, my parents, they do live here, but they were gone for a long time. I've, I've been away from them for a long time. As I said, I've lived in Sweden, um, Kenya, uh, Sydney for all up, I think about seven years. Um, so for that, for me, that I've never felt as safe or secure as I feel here. And that's what mm. home is. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah. And see, and see, the thing is, and, and the thing is like, I was living in Sydney when I, when I met my, when I met my wife to be at the time. Yeah. And, 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 and I was like, yo, alhamdulillah, I got a good job and everything. You're going to come down to Sydney. And she was all right with it. But then when, when, when it actually came time to decide, I remember having a conversation with one of my closest friends. And I remember telling him, like, one of my greatest fears is like, yo, if things get tough, I don't feel like this is where I'm my strongest, my most confident, you know? Mm. And he's like, well, like, if that's the case, at the beginning of your marriage to get stable and whatnot, go to where you feel safe. I remember seven days later, I flew back to Perth. Um, and, 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 and the rest is history. So for me, Perth is and will always be home. It's my safe ground. It's, it's a place where I know I can survive. Um, and yes, Allah is with us everywhere. And yes, you have help and everything, but there's always that feeling that as long as I'm in Perth, like everything is within reach. You know what I mean? Wow. So that's 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 that that's sounds that like a me. dream. <laughs> I know, right? He's like talking about <laughs> our fantasy. Wow! Imagine if it, like I wish I felt that deeply for somewhere. I think it's also because we moved a lot, a lot yeah. and like in the UAE, we, we a lot of us live there, right? But we all moved back to where we came from, and a lot of expats live there. So all of yeah. my friends, everyone I went to high school with, everyone moved. Even if I went back to the UAE today, yeah. I think one of my friends is still there. Yeah. Because everyone moved to the States. Back to where they came from. Also in the UAE, we were like second class citizens, if we're being honest. So yeah. there's that as well. We yeah. weren't citizens. That's the yeah. key phrase. We were expats. We were. We were basically we're outsiders. We got, yeah. I could survive in Dubai in like two seconds. I know all the ins and outs and everything. But like, I'm not welcome there. <laughs> so yeah. you can't. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know for me if... Um, being a citizen or not impacts whether I view it as home or not. I think for me, some of the factors that will impact it would be um, the time that I spend there um, and probably the people that are there and maybe even like the intention for me going to that place. <clears throat> like for example, um, in New Zealand, as I said, I stayed there for about 17, 18 years. Now it wasn't my intention to actually go to New Zealand. That was a decision that was made by my parents. Um, but because I spent 17 years um, and I've still got my family that are still there, um, it automatically just feels like home. It's, it's, I don't know, like if I fly back to New Zealand, I just feel like I'm home. Um, and th the same with like Perth. I might not have spent a lot of time here, but my intention for coming here was to live. And so therefore I automatically start viewing it as my home and start to adjust to that mentality. Um, and then obviously because I've got my wife and daughter and her, her relatives, I might not have, in fact, I don't have any of my um, blood relatives other than my daughter, you know. But 
because I've spent such, um, uh, uh, my intention for coming here was because I view it as home, automatically now it just feels like home, despite the fact that I've only been here for about three years. Sydney, I've probably been there for about two, two and a half years. Um, but I don't think my intention was always to live in Sydney um, and call it home. And so I've, I've sort of found it a bit difficult to call Sydney home. So if I fly back to Sydney, I'd never just feel like I'm flying back home. I just feel like I'm flying back to a familiar place. Um, and maybe the other thing as well would be like Ethiopia. I don't know, like it's just because it's, it's in your blood. I think it's kind of like the default home. I know some people may not have been back to their home country or have never been born in their home country. Um, so, th but they'll still refer to it as back home. I, I think it's, you know, that that is like a special category, you know, for, for itself, um, you know, your back home country. But despite not being a citizen here in Australia, I still feel like Perth is home for me, you know. But you see, Omar, how you said like people um, would refer to Somalia as home. I was born in Somalia and I left since I was three and never been back. And yeah, I say some like Somalia's home and eventually one day I want to go live back there and everything. And that is my intention, inshallah, at some point, you know, 10, 15 years from now to eventually move back to Somalia at some point um, and ha like have whatever impact there. But if I go there now, like it would be a place that I'm visiting, like I, I would have no no familiarity, no connection. Like even the family, even even the family members, like I the only the only the only two people that I, I I remember properly back from Somalia that I met um when I went back to Kenya is my grandma, Allah uh, Allah who passed away. Um so she's she's gone and my uncle who's not there anymore. So even the people that I knew there, everybody else is just like a bunch of strangers which I'm gonna have to get to know as my uncles and my aunties and my cousins. Um but yeah, I I wouldn't consider like I wouldn't have that feeling of home. Mainly because firstly I have no clue what's going on and how to survive there. Um I've never been there. I've got no connection with the place. And the only people that I did have that connection with um are no longer there. So I I I personally don't think um back home is truly home for me anyway just to clarify when we were saying citizens we didn't mean like you know actually having documentation we mostly meant like they treat people like inferior to the people from the country so that's what we meant by um, you can't have roots in a country that won't let you have roots you know yeah basically. yeah yeah you were born in sudan right so you weren't born in ethiopia yeah that's right so do you like so would you consider sudan like having anything to do with being home at all because you were born there or is that not well, I was born there and I was raised up until the age of six. So I don't know if six years is, is a long time and uh, enough for me to consider at home. Um, the other thing is, uh, as I said, it wasn't my decision to go to, um, to be born in Sudan. So I didn't have any intention of actually considering at home or, um, you know, referring to it as home. And I, I, don't, I don't know anyone that is from my relatives that are still there in Sudan. So... It kind of like I've checked, I've checked all the boxes and none of them match up for me to refer to it as home. But because it has had some sort of impact in me, like the language that I speak, I still speak Arabic um, because of Sudan. I still eat some of the, the food and cook that at home because of it. Um, I still, I, I don't know, like some of it has had some impact in me. Um, I don't deny that aspect. So I still consider myself as like if somebody says to me, where are you from? Um, I'd say I'm Ethiopian, born in Sudan, raised in New Zealand, you know? I make sure that I refer to it because it has had an impact on me, right? And people will probably raise questions. Oh, you're born in, in Ethiopia. Uh, sorry, you, you're, you're, you're Ethiopian, but you don't speak the local language. You speak Arabic um, and your English is really good and so on and all of these things, you know? And so I sort of have to mention those different um, countries so that they understand kind of like a, a, a whole yeah a whole picture but you know what's interesting about what you said earlier was your ability to like literally pick and choose like you're like you decided you're going to move to Perth so that what that's where your home was going to be for me that's something that's so difficult to do because despite living in all these places it's so hard for me to associate places that I just moved to 
as home. Like it takes a long time for me to accept that place. I'm going to hate on it for like months and years on end. And then eventually I'll be like, it'll grow on me and I'll be like, hmm, maybe. And then maybe I'll consider it. But to actively decide, hey, this place is my home. I, I cannot, I've, 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 I absolutely cannot do that. Like the only things, the only place I've ever considered as home properly were probably Canada and um oddly enough even though i had a horrible experience somalia like i went there as a teenager i hated the entire time i was there but for some reason when i got on the flight to leave even though i wanted to get on that flight to leave i felt so like sad about it like i was like oh i'm i feel like i'm leaving somewhere that's really important to me as a teenager those are the only two places i've ever felt that way about so it's a bit um I don't know, the control, I, I don't have that control. I, I think I it I comes with like time and your situation. Like for example, for me, when I was living in Sydney, and the reason why I moved up to Sydney in the first place, as I said, was never because it was home. I've, I, I view it as like a transition period. I moved there for work. So automatically I kind of excluded it as a, as a potential to live there for good and call it home. Um, but then I got married and you know, um, opportunities arose uh, and, and then I sort of have to decide right, I'm going to eventually lay down some roots and it's going to be a bit difficult to sort of just uproot, especially if, you know, uh, my offsprings decide to study here and live here and so on. It's, I'm, I'm going to start planting, you know, deep roots that are going to be difficult to just uproot and just move. So you have to sort of, it depends on your situation. Um, and my situation called for the fact that I needed to decide, right, where's the best place for me future-wise to call home? And so... That's where the, the decision comes in. But if you're, if you're single and you're just looking to move to a place that's nice, that's good, it's got a good culture, whatever, um, and you just want to work and you want to sort of um, gain access to certain opportunities, um, or even if you want to perfect your dean and you move to a certain area, you're never going to truly, even though it might tick all the boxes of potentially being a home, you might never truly call it home simply for the fact that your initial intention was never to move there to call it home. How so maybe you have too many options right now? It, honestly and truly, that is my problem. But when your options <laughs> decrease, then you're probably making <laughs> possibly. I don't know, cause it's like it's so abstract. Like you know, the idea the idea of moving somewhere or like the idea of one place being where I be for the rest of my life, it well, paralyzes. It, it really scary. It's scary in my heart. But yeah, yeah but you don't. Yeah, have, I can't, the thing is, I like I don't see far. as Perth being the one place that I live in for the rest of my life. It's it's the one place that I plan to start laying down foundations of, you know, uh, my family. That's, that's how I view it. And that's why I call it home. There could be a situation that might arise where we have to uproot. And out of that necessity, we need to consider another place that might be home. So I don't look at it as like, oh, we're locked down to just Perth or we're locked down to just Australia. Because you never know. It's very um, healthy. Yeah. Healthy way of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not there yet, but mm. inshallah one day. Inshallah. <laughs> um, but in that in, in in that same vein, though, um, what what do, what do you guys think of the idea of does home ownership ever make you think of if I buy this house here, this place that means this place is my home? Because that's one problem that I've been having. Like the idea of buying property, it, it if it makes me think, even though technically it's unreasonable, like you can rent, you can leave, all that stuff. But the idea of owning property in a certain place makes me think of putting roots in that place and makes it more permanent. Do you guys have that similar feeling or experience? Yes and no for me. Yes, in the sense that, like, uh, I've thought of it um, that, you know, I want to be able to leave something for my children, at least, so that they don't have to go through and, and rent or whatever. Or if, God forbid, something happens to me and I can't provide for my children, at least they've got a, a roof over their heads, you know. Um, so in that sense, I've at least put down something that, um, might might seem like I'm making it permanent, but it's not. I, I again, I just feel like that even if I buy a home, um, that's just what it is. It's just it's a home. They can eventually sell it if they want, or I can sell it and we can relocate. Um, so we're not sort of bound by the fact that we've purchased a home and we have to live in it, and therefore we're stuck here. Um, and no, in the sense that you know, it just depends what my intention is initially to buy it. Like it could be for just investing purposes. Um, but at the moment, alhamdulillah, I'm just comfortable with just renting. I feel like, you know, it's a much more safer and halal option until I can find an actual halal, um, 
you know, bank that, that, that doesn't yeah. raise any doubts or questions. Um, and that's available yeah. here in Perth for us to, until then, um, yeah, renting is the, is, the, is the decision that I'm going to have to go with for now. Yeah. The only place, I don't believe, first of all, I'm not a fan of house, like that kind of business, like buying houses and stuff like that. And the only place I've ever, I ever would consider to buy a house is Somalia, even though I've never been there, never will be there, probably, I don't know. A lot. <laughs> I can't so lie to myself. <laughs> um, honestly, just for legacy's sake, because if I was going to buy a house, it'd be for legacy's sake, not for business sake. Like somewhere where, you know, like my name or my family's name, you know, because my family lives in like the Badia of both Somalia, like in the north and the mm, south. Mm. So if I was ever going to buy a house, it'd probably be in the one of the villages my grandfathers are at, you know, so that family in the future can be like, oh, this is the house that I owned or something like that, you know, just to have an imprint in my family oh, tree. Fair enough. Yeah, but not for a business. I don't believe in that. What about the rest of y'all? Uh, I mean, I feel like if I did, um, it'd probably be somewhere I'd want to live permanently. And I don't know where I'd be living at this point. Like, I can't, I don't know if I'm going to go back to the Middle East. I don't know if I'm going to stay here. Um, and also, like, the halal option. Um, thought there are barely any options. So I don't know. We'll see, I guess, in a few years. I'm not there yet. So I don't really... Yeah. I'm getting nomadic but, vibes. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> no roots, no nothing. Just traveling. Canada is really cold. I don't know if I'm going to stay. I'm trying to like thug it out every winter, struggling. <laughs> the Middle East is really hot. I don't know if I'm trying to do that either. So it's kind of like, I honestly don't know where I want to be. You know, I heard the weather in Somalia is so amazing. And I'm just sitting here like, that's in my jeans. How do I rewire? <laughs> like, I can't change that. It depends on where you go, sis. Where my family's from, it's pretty chill. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Somalia, a lot of yeah. people buy property in Somalia, so... I mean, I don't know if I'd do it for a legacy. I'd probably do it to flip it, but, you know. <laughs> for me, <laughs> like, the opposite. Right? Yeah, probably do it for that reason, but yeah. No, buying a house is important at some at some stage, though, at some stage. Um, definitely, inshallah, in my, in, my, in my books, a house in Somalia, but a house here in Perth, too, has to happen. Um... So, so yeah, well, uh, uh, business, business-wise, I don't think so. Um, I just want a house to live in and a house to. I don't want to. I don't want to go. To, I don't want to go to Somalia and and because I, I was speaking to I was speaking to my my grandma and you know some of my aunties and like they were talking about the whole buying houses in Somalia and and they actually put it in a perspective um, which actually made me think and it was like okay, well, firstly, you are out here. Um, you know, living in the diaspora with all these job opportunities, education, everything. And then you go back home. Are you going to rent from somebody that's never left the country? Or even worse, are you going to rent from somebody like you out there but has, you know, made the decision and taken the opportunity to buy a home back home? But like each of them are worse like than the other. You get what I mean? So it's like yeah. for me, a house, a house back home is a priority but a house here enables me to go live back home and, you know, just at the very least live off the rent, you know. So it's, it's part of the retirement package. So inshallah, inshallah, I get there too. That's the thing though. With the, like, I feel like we're not in the 80s anymore and like the way the world's going, soon we're all going to be living in little cubicles. So that's why I don't, I'm not really uh, about the house buying thing. But since you love Perth so much, it just it's reasonable for you to buy a house there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Houses here what? in Perth, <laughs> they're at a good price right now. They're getting smaller here, despite the amount of land mass that we have here in Australia. If you buy big enough land, why are you going to put a two, 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 two by one, you know, little shag, you know? You put, 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 a nice, put a nice four by two bedroom, you know, four by two house. If you got the land, obviously, land is what's expensive. Building is, is cheap. You know, Hafsa, how you... You were saying that um, perhaps having your own place and buying it is what makes it permanent. But the house in, that like I lived in the UAE for a long time, my parents uh, bought the house that we lived in. And it was kind of like a two story. So two families can live there. It has a mm. separate entrance. And the, like I loved living there. I do consider that house a home, not necessarily the UAE, because I've lived there for most of my life in the UAE. But even then, when we lived there, it always felt temporary because my parents were always like, we're going to sell it and we're going to move. Even though we own that place, 50% <laughs> of the time we lived there, my mom was always saying that she's going to sell it and we're moving. Because um, 
I guess it's different though because the UAE technically, even though you own the house, mm. it's not under your name. You need a wakil. Yeah, so you have to have like a, a local. some uh, local person put their name on the le- uh, on the ownership, but then and then like legally it's there. So if the guy turns around tomorrow and says, "I want you to move out," we have to move out. So I guess even though what? we owned it, we never owned it. Yeah, because yeah. legally it's theirs. Wow. Because for them, it's about land, land so these ownership. Guys are making it so they're clear not that they don't want lose. you guys there. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Wow. Alhamdulillah. I was, hey, Perth is home. See, see, another reason why Perth is home. We don't deal with none <laughs> of that stuff. You can put your actual name. <laughs> now it makes sense. Like, you're, yeah, there's yeah. no way you can call a place home that doesn't allow you to feel home yeah. you get what I mean yeah. alhamdulillah we, we, we haven't I, I haven't had to face any of that and I'm pretty sure Umar hasn't hasn't either and while it's, it's, it's kind of sad because like right now the places you're talking about are like Muslim countries and you guys are Muslim people and it's mm-hmm. and it's no it changes nothing no I'm no saying no I'm saying nothing. it should it should be I guess you expect more yeah, yeah right? exactly you, you would no, expect more a lot of people more. get more respect there I'm gonna be honest but we move yeah yeah, of course. You can own apartments course. there. You just can't own own like villas and houses there. Yeah, no. Nah, I think nah, nah, even nah. the apartment you do need a key, even for aqama, like the resident. No, you don't. Visa. In Sharjah, you don't. No, 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 you don't. Like you can own an apartment there. So when you own an apartment, um, you don't own the land. So if whoever owns the land decides demolish, to do anything with the apartment the building. building, yeah. On top of that, it's all ninety-nine uh, year leases in the Emirates. Ah, yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not like even if you buy land or anything, or sorry, if you buy apartment or a house, whatever it is, it's only lasts for ninety-nine years. Mm-hmm. After that, it reverts back to the. Do state. you get Do you get your money back? No, you no. never get your money. Back. Huh? So wait, you better sell I, it before I paid, that I paid, mark then. I paid a couple of hundred thousand dollars to buy this ninety nine years, now a couple of hundred, whatever it is, whatever whatever mm-hmm. price it is, X amount. After ninety nine years, the government just comes and says, "Yep, this is ours now." Well, you'll be dead. Um, no, no, but like he's talking about no, but your kids, your kids, and well, like uh, you never oh, buy a yeah, house yeah. just for yourself. No. You leave it. You buy it for for the intention of leaving it with your yeah, kids and whatnot. Yeah, like and 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 like. To make that kind of money, unless, alhamdulillah, you're running a successful business or whatnot, it is a lot of hard work and effort put into making that kind of money to buy a house. And then mm-hmm. and then you could die, you know, 20 years later and then... See, that's why only rich know, people live in Dubai. That's crazy. It's not even generational wealth. It's a generation, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Nah, 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 nah. Dubai, the UAE... Cancel that. <laughs> Cancel yeah, you know what? As so we're talking quick. about it, I'm realizing why we never had a home. Like, yeah. why, why we never registered? <laughs> we were under threat right, every year. What are you talking about? It's, it's not a place. Wow. Yeah, I've yeah. lost so much respect for the place. Oh, yeah, definitely. But that's why we were so homesick for Canada because we're like, when, when we go back to Canada, everyone's going to accept us. You know, you had that acceptance. And it's yeah. true. Like, the moment I got off the plane in Edmonton, even though I've never been to Edmonton, like, just seeing mm-hmm. my fellow Canadians, you know, just <laughs> Them and they're, yeah. smiling, they're smiling and i'm like wow i feel so welcomed here and like i just obviously i clicked in like it didn't take me a long time to adjust uh when it comes to like the regular population and i guess that's why canada is somewhere you could always come back to but the uae is not like that even though we spent how many years of our lives living in the uae yeah. you know if we're going back it'd be for the people and a lot of the people are oh, no God. longer there so, anymore yeah. this is so why we like, are we don't have mm-hmm. a sense of hope yeah, I, honestly, mm-hmm. now I think about it, when I was in the UAE, I did want to come back to Canada a lot, but it was specifically where I lived, because I lived in Dixon growing up for the most part, which is like this Somali-populated neighborhood in Toronto, and I loved it. I loved the people. I loved that there were so many Somali people living there. I loved that I was able to walk to school. I loved everything about it, being able to play with my friends outside whenever I wanted wanted to. So that is what I used to consider home, and then I moved back, and I'm like, oh, like... It's this not the same. It, yeah, it's not the no, same anymore. Yeah, yeah. But our parents protected us a lot from Dixon. I mean, out of all of Toronto, I still kind of like if I were to pick a home, I would say like I like Dixon has my heart. Like I grew up there. It was like a really formative years kind of like that I was there. But other than that, truly, UAE messed us up. Damn. So do you have a, like some kind of loyalty to because for me, even going back to Canada, I don't really other than the city that I grew up in. So I like the way you talk about Dixon, I'm, I'm thinking about Ottawa. Right. But then when I went there and it was actually like it's cute. I love it. I realize I love the people. I don't love the city so much because it's a dead city. But um, do you have like when you go to Toronto and stuff and like Dixon and all that stuff, do you have loyalty to like 
or do you feel like you know some spe- some special type of way about Dixon specifically? Because for Ottawa, I do not I do not have that feeling. Like even though I grew up in one part of the city, I don't have specific loyalty to that part of the city. It doesn't really matter to me. It's like oh, the city as a whole. Honestly, I Does wouldn't. It, do you get what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think I have loyalty to anywhere. To be honest, I think it's a lot of nostalgia. <laughs> Since I go to you know, war. like I feel like. Yeah, I have zero loyalty to anywhere. But I just feel like it was like a lot of nostalgia, missing it. Like, I feel like I associated, like, when as soon as we moved there, like, I associated missing Canada to missing Dixon specifically because I loved, like, what, what our lives were like when we lived here. So I think when I go there, like, I feel like, like, nostalgic, like, the buildings, everything about it, but not, like, loyalties, like, to this place in specific. I think you have to live in a place for a long time to get loyalty to like the north side or the west side, you know? That mm-hmm, takes like yeah. you actually being there your whole life and then now you're dividing up this small ass city into four pieces <laughs> and like claiming a certain part of the city. But because we went to like different places and so many places, it's hard for us to not see it as a whole. Like right now in Edmonton, I live in the north side, but if my family said tomorrow, let's move to the south side i'll be like yeah sure even though it's very divided like it's definitely not the same people with us here in perth um we've got the swan river that divides the city essentially in two parts north and south yeah um and i grew up in the south side and i've got quite a lot of friends that are you know from the north and north or north siders yeah from north siders and and every now and then and every now and then like you know we talk about because over the years, you see the development in both sides and you see you, 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 you're driving up to the north um, to visit them. They're driving down to the south. And it, lo- it literally looks like two different places because like I'm so comfortable. Like, yes, it's the same city. South side, I'll, I'll drive anywhere blindfolded. Um, the minute we cross the river, I'm using GPS like I'm, 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 I'm new to town. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and the same with these guys. Like they, like for them, they they this their their roads are like gridlocked, and ours is like all swervy and curvy, and you know you got this road coming around this way, and and it's and it's different, and 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 it gets to the point where like somebody that doesn't know me will be like, oh, are you from the north, and I'll look at them with disgust, like north. How could you associate me with the North? Oh my God! You got you got Ahmad Hassan. It's North Side or North Side? Yeah, nah, nah. It's South Side or North Side. So, 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 and 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 you got Ahmad Hassan that lives over the North, and yeah. So it's like it's and actually all the other boys on the podcast except one of the brothers um, are from the North Side, and if they were here and heard me talk like this, like it would it would it would be on straight away. <laughs> Yeah, especially especially out of Dubai because like we we really get we, sometimes sometimes we're like we'll, we'll be sitting at a cafe and we'll just um we'll be in the south side and there'll be a good view and we'll be like man the south is just too good man you guys don't have this in the north and for the next hour it's a all like friendship is out of the window that's very similar to here it's always like the west end and the east end mm. and yeah i probably okay, you know what loyalty i'd probably stay in the west but I, like if i you know got a really nice place in the actually i'd stay in the west yeah see because <laughs> yeah no because the thing is everything everything you're you're familiar with everything and the thing yeah. is like like for me like where i live now like it's close to all the major shopping centers it's close to all the main mm-hmm. highways schools you know you've got the mosques um around the corner uh i'm i'm, I'm located in a way like in a place where all of my mates, if they were to come pick me up, I'm like not too far from any one of them. You know, parents' house is 10 minutes down the road. There's, if it ain't broke, why fix it? You know, so yeah. everything here is good. And then, and then now I look at it in, in the north and it's like, well, firstly, I don't even know where's what. So no matter what kind of house I get, yeah. I don't know how far I am from anything or anybody. Yeah, I've got to adjust to the roads, the like my own corner street. I'm gonna have to take a GPS <laughs> home every day, you know. And it's. I mean, you'd probably get used to it at That's some point. It, he's not willing. That's the thing. If it ain't broken. Hell no! Hell no! Since 1997, late 1996, I've lived in the south. Um, and I don't see a reason why to change. I can't even it, so. imagine that. Well, like that must be a different kind of experience. I cannot imagine having that living in the same place. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful. Wow. Like I've seen, I've seen, I'm I've jealous. Seen, I can't lie. I've, I've seen, I've seen the high schools. I've seen, I've seen the high schools. Like the high school that I went to develop from when we were there to now. Like my younger sisters uh, wow. graduated Can from you it, imagine? and it's like, oh my god. And, and, 
I walk in and, and, and yeah, the outside structure still looks the same. But when I walk inside, I'm like, nah, man, I remember what we did here. I remember, you know, I, wow, I, I, I remember nice. what Abdul Jabbar got up to here. You know, it's, 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 it's. Now it's, I understand your connection to Perth. Like, yeah, it's man, more everything, everything. Especially like when I lived in Sydney, when I lived in Sydney, right? Like I met, I met a group of four brothers, you know, and mashallah, these guys were hectic and everything. Um, but on that off weekend where one of them is busy with his wife, the other one is working and the other one is, you know, with family. I'm just like, I'm stuck. And I've never had that feeling before where it's just like, whereas now here in Perth, I make a phone call, somebody's down. No matter what time of the day, somebody's down. There's always a group that's available because there's so many people, high school friends, you know, people that I grew up with, people you get to know. All, all, all kinds of places, different different crowds, you know, you might, you, today I might feel like, you know what, I want to go for a little road trip. I, I know who to call. They will be down right then and then. Okay, tomorrow I might want to, you know, just go watch a movie and, 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 and like and, and go, go, go lounge and just, you know, bum it around. I know who to call, uh, you know, so it's, it's everything and everything is just, it's just right in Perth. It's just, yeah, it's just the right amount of everything. Not one person I know is in the same city. Like me and Iqlana are the closest and yeah. I'm in Edmonton and she's in Toronto. Everyone else is all over the world. Like that's how spread out my connection, my network is. And it's not only me. 2014, I, I was part of the first group to leave Perth. And I remember, wallah, I remember when I caught that flight to Sydney, I said, you know what? I'm never coming back. If Perth sees me again, it will only be a holiday. Three years later, I said, I'm coming back home. Perth is home, right? <laughs> they were the Right now, the, the talent is sitting at around another six or seven. All, all went to different cities. Some went to Melbourne, some went to, you know, Adelaide, some went to Christmas Island for work. And they all came six, six or seven. Every one of them, every one of them, when I was thinking of coming back, I told them, yo, I'm coming back. They were all like, Haji, what? What, do you, what, what is it to come back to? Perth? Like, you know, you know when, you don't, when you're not grateful for what you have until you, you experience yeah, something yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. And well, I just told them, all right, man, I'll, I'll, I'll catch you guys uh, a bit later. And they, they, they left actually around 2016, 17, a lot later than me. We're in March 2020. Every one of them is back in town. Every one of them is back in town with a pledge of never leaving. Every one of them is back with a pledge of never leaving Perth. Wow. It's, it's, <laughs> it's actually so great. I, I went to pick up some of them at the airport and while I just stood there just smiling and these guys are like, oh, come on, man. What are, don't leave, leave us alone. Oh, they really realized. They're all back. Yeah. Some things, like the smallest things, like when we were here, we would always see roadwork, construction, right? And we're like, these guys are getting paid our tax money for nothing. These guys are just standing around. And that's all it looks like, right? These guys are just standing around. You never really see anybody. And Umar Hassan is here, correct me if I'm wrong. Compared to Sydney and whatnot, these guys are just standing around. And you're like, these guys are paid absolutely shitloads for no work at all, right? I went to Sydney um, and the smallest of roadworks would add a good three-hour delay to your traffic time for like a couple of days straight. I came back and I was like, nah, 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 these guys deserve a keep working, man. You guys, you guys are good. There's, everything is changed. Yeah, everything, everything is, everything is, like, there's no traffic. The other thing I realized, which, you know, comes with um, seeing different places, and I think that's also key into deciding where home is for you, is seeing other places, um, visiting other places, visiting other cities, and not just on holiday, but actually staying there. Like if you, yeah, living there or, or, or going there for whatever purpose it is, um, staying there a, a bit longer than you are, because that's where home is, like where you're going to be for a long time. Um, and you start to pick all these little things. Like like in Sydney, when when you apply for a job, they ask you, are you willing to work, are you willing to travel up to two hours for work, right? And Perth, the same question is, are you willing to travel up to half an hour for work or should we find you a closer location? And half an hour, I used to think like, wow. what the hell? Doesn't this lady have my address? Doesn't, doesn't she know where I live? And people in Sydney and Melbourne are happily on a daily basis for years traveling two hours. Mm -hmm. Big city things. Yeah. yeah, two hours to work and two hours from work. That's without 
any major incident on the road, any major traffic? traffic changes, just just traffic, you know? Yeah, my train ride, I, I remember my train ride used to be about 40 minutes. That's just to, to the city. From, and, and where I was living was considered in a, in a city. So even then, yeah, it was 40 minutes there and 40 minutes back. So, and that's a train, you know, so, which doesn't get impacted by the, the traffic and stuff. So. I can imagine how many, how many trains or how many um, cars you would have to let go by. Because I remember taking the train sometimes from Sydney and you would have to, especially around the 5, 6 o'clock, uh, time you'd have to let a few cars go by because it's just yeah it's just too packed you can't catch on yeah you know what i mean and then and then you got perth and now look at the brothers that live here that don't they haven't left or haven't experienced anywhere else and Amr Hassan will also confirm and, and and you're like yo man um i'll pick you up in 10 minutes from now um and we'll go grab a feed it'll take us about a 20 minute drive to get to the place 20 minutes man that's the other side of town Nah, man. Let's reschedule for another day. And I'm just looking at these guys like, what? Twenty you minutes. Know what you have. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah. and, and, and then our mates from Sydney come over, and we tell them like, yo. So like, okay, we want to do this. We want to do this. We want to do this. How much of this can we do in a day? And I'm like, what do you mean in a day? You'll get that done in the next hour. And they're like, what? And they're just so shocked. And these guys, these guys, every time they come, they say we come down for three days, but it always feels like a week and a half. Because well, time Axel, doesn't. Are you gonna go to Perth now? I found <laughs> at this point, I don't think Allah wants me to go to Australia. First, the bushfires, not Corona. Nah, I don't think I'm going ever. This whole episode was a Perth ad. Like, yeah. we need to get some sponsorship. <laughs> like, of course. Like, I, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of want to go to Perth. Because if she's been begging me to come, I'm like, like I might come visit. Yeah. yeah nah, like, I kind of want to go to Perth. Do you know right what's now. so, well, you know what's so funny about all of this is that, like, I, there's like so many moments where I'm like intensely jealous or like very jealous of people who, you know, have lived and stayed in one place their entire yeah. life, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, because like small town, the idea of small town vibes, it's just so cute and romantic and lovely. But the reality often is, is that, you know, if you're a person of color, a small town no. is not for you. You won't survive, yeah. you know. But when you think about somebody staying in one city, living their high school their friends lives, still in the same city, cannot high imagine. school friends. Wallah. Wow, like I've only read about this in books. Yeah, this is like a book. Yeah. I've read about it in books. Wallah, it, 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 the thing is, you meet them randomly. You, like uh, you go to the mosque, Friday prayer, and you're just like, Imran, is that you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then that's it. Wallah, it's, it's, alhamdulillah. Like for me, for me, that was like, I didn't realize how big a part that was for me until I moved to Sydney and I'm just like, okay, well, I only know four the people here. Out, yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, okay. And and me, like, and me, especially on the weekends, like, um, I'm an outdoor person. I, I, I would, I would, I got to the point where it was like, um, I would call up the boys, but it would be like, I'm going with or without you. Like, you know, I'm giving you the heads up. That's where I'm going tomorrow. Everything's sorted. You just need to bring yourself. Um, and, and and these boys like because because there's only four of them and sometimes they would be they would be you know um, occupied. It was just like okay, well, there's nobody else. I would still go. Alhamdulillah, have a good time. But then if it was in Perth, I was like, there's so many different people to call. You know, so many different people around. Yeah, I I I don't know how to explain. I I don't know what it's like. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know what it's like to be in your shoes where you guys have just. I think no it'd be it's, yeah. It's like, it's, like, it's like you guys are starting fresh every time you go somewhere, and and, yeah, and, and that's we're that's harsh. We're very used to it. That's the thing. Like I can I can travel today and go to some country in like the Middle East or even Asia, a random country oh, oh. in Asia, and start over. Like it's not a big deal for me. I mean, it's not a big deal, but in the back of my mind, it's constantly like eventually, sometimes. Doesn't it affect like? It'll be, it'll, it'll yeah, change. Doesn't it, no, sorry, go sorry. Ahead. Doesn't it affect whether you guys have like lifelong friends ish? Like the level of friends that, you, like, okay, besides you guys that um, know each other, like, like now I have friends that, yes, I went through high school, but we had like a good three, four, five year gap. But because we're still in the same city, like, we started kicking it again and we went, you know, we've got, we've got, we've got memories and history. Um, in, over the last couple of years, because we've all lived here, um, where now I see them as like, yo, that's my brother kind of thing, you know? Whereas if I had to start fresh every time, like as soon as I get to that state with somebody, it's just like, I have to go somewhere else and start fresh. 
and then that person that you left because time there's that time gap that that friendship sort of deteriorates or like just is non-existent do you guys feel that that impacts you guys in that way we're just i'm just so used to it that if i want to reach out to my friends we have social media now but that whole like and my friends don't hold it against me and i don't hold it against them because that's how my life has always been <laughs> like so mm. either they moved or i moved and then we just social media that's that's sad yeah i just think about how whenever i go to like a a town like the, the town i grew up in or anywhere i i, I catch yeah. up with everybody that i um that i used to know and it's like and it's like we saw each other yesterday but then there's obviously this huge gap of time that is unaccounted for and you're like you feel like you've missed out 100%. on a lot like my cousins that i grew up in the same city with um you know seeing them like five six seven years later even 10 years later it's it's a very surreal thing um i mean we try to be like to be fair like i'm always like yeah it's okay we talk on the phone social media and it's not the same you're right it really isn't the same um, and everywhere you do go, you make new friends. But that, again, when you make new friends, it takes time for those relationships. And when relationships you finally to... get to that spot, you leave again. <laughs> yes, pretty yeah. much. Well, no, I mean, it's, uh, it is. It's uh, kind of like we'll that. See. Like my friends from the UAE, it's like one day I'll come and visit you guys, but it's like so up in the air. So we, yeah. we're just okay with what we have. Mm. Yo, I feel depressed right now. <laughs> Subhanallah. Now I feel depressed. I didn't think about it this way. This is a lot of self-actualization for Shit. one episode. <laughs> I guess we've, we can't long for something we don't have. So we've never had that experience so we don't know what we're you know like now you're telling us about your experiences and it's like oh wow that's what we're missing out on but because we haven't really yeah, felt I, like we were missing out we didn't we never thought it about was it the like normal that. for you guys yeah now I have to, i'm enough. trying to love a place so i can stay forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean hopefully not edmonton this time I villa, no way. sorry guys <laughs> oh but yeah okay. wow um, I think on that note, um, we can wrap up this episode. Thank you so much, uh, guys, for coming on to this. Amir and Haji. Thank you for having us. Thank it you. It was a hectic discussion. <laughs> a, we're going to call this episode Perth. <laughs> I was just about to say, make sure Perth is the first place you guys visit if you guys ever come to Australia. Wow, I feel like we have to <laughs> at this point. <laughs> at this point, right? I've never had a city sold so hard yeah, to like, me. Yeah, like you guys really like, you guys went hard. went ham. for the city perth (laughs) and to our listeners we've actually recorded um two episodes with the guys from unleashed potential one will be released on our podcast and one on you guys's podcast so stay tuned for that inshallah um if you have any questions or if you want to add to this conversation at all what makes home home for you um please feel free to email us at the um abwan chronicles sorry abwan chronicles email that's abwan chronicles at gmail.com also um you can contact us on twitter or instagram at abwan podcast and of course as always there's curious cat for those of you who wish to say anonymous um that's curiouscat.me forward slash abwan podcast and if you would like to get in touch with the guys from unleashed potential guys would you like to share your um, social media or whatever it is that people contact you on go ahead you can uh, email us at unleash potential uh, podcast one at gmail.com or reach us through our instagram at unleash underscore unleash potential underscore that's about it aren't you guys on twitter as well yeah we're on twitter i think it's you yeah. potential one yeah we'll, we'll make sure we put it all in the description inshallah. inshallah but yeah again thank you so much for being thank on you guys, guys for thank us. you